Take two. Take four. So take John. <laughs> so John, how did your day go? Well, you know, Adam, thank you for asking. I had a day. You know, I've been having some weird dreams lately, so I went to see my shaman today. To for like I wanted him to help me out. Interpret him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so like I'm sitting down with him and I said like, yo, his name is Rick, Rick Bastine. You should go check him out. Uh, if you're in Santa Fe, obviously, mm-hmm. otherwise Duluth probably doesn't fucking anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, I told him about my dreams. I was like, yo, Rick, two nights ago, I dreamt I was a TP. Last night. I dreamt I was a wigwam. Can you tell me what these dreams mean? And like, he just kind of giggled and he relaxed and he said, you, you're just too tense. (laughs) That's exactly what I wanted. Thank you. Yes. You are so odd. Awesome. Hell yeah. Oh, thank you. Okay. So I owe, so I I don't owe anybody apology, but I was mistaken. I I assumed that you and John had met and you guys had not met each other. No. Which surprises me because you guys both give the same like super positive energy. So I figured you guys would know each other, but I just, (laughs) that was my assumption. And and we were in Duluth where nobody is, everybody's uh, connected with a, about four degrees of separation. You don't even need seven in Duluth. Right. <laughs> I mean, we only have, we never met, but we only have, we only needed one, mm-hmm. is Adam. That's right. We were so close before I moved. Well, John did a little exploring in some of your music, but Lila obviously plays music. But one, what the reason I wanted you on now is because of the Palestine to talk about food. Because John and I kind of, we kind of said in the beginning of this thing, we didn't always want to have musicians on. We were always trying to do different things. But it's, Yeah, just it's, weird artists. Anybody yeah. that's passionate, like, art is just a state of mind. You know, an artist is just a state of mind. Yeah. Art, like, art's just a guy from our first episode. Yeah, art's just a guy from our first episode. <laughs> that's the, henceforth and forevermore, that's the definition of art. Um. So I have. Well, yeah, note. continue. I lost my thought. Well, <laughs> I wanted to talk about Faustine just to get it out of the way, which is Arabic. I have here for garlic and onion breath. <laughs> hmm. really? You have you have a word for that? <laughs> no, it's it's just Arabic for Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I had a frozen pizza on my way here. I did not yesterday, maybe. But what's the news with that? <laughs> the news with Faustine. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the news you I guys can were getting tell a building, you. Right? Yeah, that you can say. <laughs> um, so, Faustine has grown, and our pop-ups have grown into even bigger, like, dinner-style food. Yeah. So, that's kind of where we're at right now. It started out with uh, more baking, because Minnesota, you can do a cottage food license, and you don't need a commercial kitchen. 
And the list is a little bit tough to find a straight up yeah. commercial kitchen to rent. So it's kind of tough. So, But that license really allowed us to get our baklava out there. Which is the same thing as baklava. Yeah. But we oh, say baklava. that's what I had a note as well. <laughs> that that um, was what that was. It's kind of funny because, like, you say W's and V's, you sw- swap you them. them and the same with P's and B's. So, like, Pepsi is Bipsy. That's you'll awesome. Say, you'll hear every Arab yeah. say that. Bipsy? Yeah. That's funny. That's what um, some of I'm working on the, um, with some of the tribal uh, people from, like, Turtle Mountain and um, Standing Rock and um, some, like, Ojibwe and Lakota, and they say Pepsi. Really? But I think they say it ironically. Because <laughs> they're like, yeah, we, we're going to have a Pepsi. I'm like, what? You guys know that's wrong. And they're like, shut up, Adam. We, we know. Yeah. We're just not trying to honor them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, it's grown into every pop up seems to be a little bit more growth with the food we're doing and the more um people who come which has been really awesome oh my god because the luthians (laughs) the luthians want their shawarma like they want their shawarma so we've been doing um we found a kitchen to rent and we've been doing pop-ups with full style meals so we've done shawarma sandwiches which is our first one and the line was out the door. Like, yeah. I was so nervous, more nervous than any show I've ever done. Because I'm like, <gasps> I'm used to being in my kitchen, which is the safe zone. And oh man, now there's all these re- people I don't even The one I know. stopped into at Ben Paddle was like nuts to butts. It was so packed. <laughs> it was crazy. I want That's those people super- at my shows, too. They don't go to that. <laughs> they don't go I can't to my get shows that either. <laughs> no, it's all for your food. It's all for the chicken shawarma. But, um, that's super interesting though <laughs> like that um that mentality in it like compare because everything is art if you think about it that way mm-hmm. like food is your art too yeah. and it's like kind of a different medium that you're exploring that you haven't had years of confidence or like years of experience you haven't put in your 10,000 hours right of mm-hmm. like making shawarma so like <laughs> There's like a little insecurity there, I'd imagine. Yeah. Well, has anybody ever booed at shawarma? <laughs> you know, nobody boos for shawarma. Maybe the vegetarians. Ah, oh, maybe the vegetarians. But we have yeah, other options. You don't read too. Yelp much. <laughs> we have other options too. Um, but something I'm really excited, our next growth, is that um, we're able to do a ticketed dinner. So people can come down and sit and... Speaking of food as being art, it's like Palestinian food is mm. meant to be shared and it's meant to be sit. You're, you're meant to share it like family sitting style. down, family style. So we're able it's to an experience. Like, yeah. Away from you. So this next pop up, which is June 25th. Am I allowed to? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. It's whatever <laughs> you like to say. We should have it out by June 25th. Well, we will. Maybe. Go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but it's it coming was up. June 25th. It was last week. It was great. <laughs> the shawarma was awesome. No, I'm sorry. You missed Lila. it. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, we're going to be doing a family style meal uh, hosted hosted at Wusos, and I'm going to do a dinner narrative talking about the food. Oh, and that's so everything cool. Everything that it is, and I guess with false theme, we just really want to make it approachable. We want to make this kind of food approachable to people. So you're going to do like a, a speaking like thing with it. Yeah. 
That's very cool. <laughs> God, that's so that's so uh, fascinating. Yeah, see, that's artist. That's bringing artistry to it. Yeah, multimedia. Multimedia. <laughs> Can I say one more quick thing about say the shawarma? Say as much as you want. We have hours. <laughs> the best shawarma was the best piece of art I've ever seen. And we were okay. just in um, overseas in Amman and in Palestine. And this shawarma was a true work of art because it was like the... The, sh the meat, the beef meat, uh -huh. layered with sheep fat. Oh, my gosh. And it was so thinly sliced, served with, like, simple turnip pickles, oh, wrapped in a, a flat really pita bread. It was small, but it was so good. Man. <laughs> what made you want to open a restaurant? Or, like, what made you want to, like, put your artistic energy into food? Um, it's my mom. She inspired me to cook, share food with everyone around me. Like, that's how she shows love. So. Yeah, that's a love language. Isn't it a beautiful love language? Mm -hmm. I mean, even at our band practices, I'm usually like, we are usually eating together. Um, that's amazing. Marshall's like, you have any snacks? And sometimes <laughs> I have like, hum, like, hum, like leftover hummus or uh, yeah. anything. And then someone's like, here's some chips <laughs> but it's still that's it's funny. still love you know yeah that's what it's about it's what i have it's all i have and i'm giving it to you mm -hmm. if that's not love i don't know what it mm -hmm. i don't know what is well food is like a weird language food is a way for people of all different cultures to kind of connect each other to like share. yeah that's a really it's a, easy way to share your culture with someone yeah, yeah. it's Second. there's other things but that's the one thing every human on earth shares mm -hmm. yep. like we all are raised in different environments we have different experiences and different relationships but everybody's got to fucking eat exactly yeah. and like if if that's the only thing we have to fucking connect us yeah so be it let's it's awesome. let's love it let's do it artistically and yeah. enjoy our enjoy each other I want to open a hate restaurant <laughs> where I cook food for fucking spite and make you eat. What? It. What are you spiting though? Uh, I don't know. I, I'll think of it. Sadly, I okay. mean, hmm. don't want to be political, but I mean, even another reason I wanted to start this restaurant. All right, is because we're getting politics. <laughs> Let's go. You can't. You yeah. can't be Palestinian without being political. You can't be out front of the Palestinian. True. They, they don't have the luxury of it. No. So it's just like just making this food approachable. I mean, we live in the Northland and mm -hmm. there are a lot of Arabs around here, but a lot of people haven't even met an Arab before. So everyone yeah, has true. different ideas yeah. about who we are, but really we're just a group of people who really love to share. That is true. What's the what's the like what's the spice level in Arab food? Because <laughs> I I think that can be a hindrance to Minnesota people. It's really like ketchup is very spicy to some people. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. It's not spicy. It's spiceful. It's spiceful. It's oh, okay, yeah. But it's not. I mean, you can add like a shatta, which is. Have you had shatta? No. It's it's. Uh, Sounds dangerous. It's a spicy. Uh, <laughs> mixture of peppers and lemons and garlic, but you don't have to. Right. You can eat around the hummus. You don't have yeah. to eat the shatta. <laughs> you don't have to eat the shatta. <laughs> you don't have to eat the shatta. <laughs> so, hmm. yeah. I'm what? just excited to make it approachable. It's awesome. I'm so proud yeah. of you. For, not proud of you. It's not like I had a part of it. But I'm just proud to know you with it. It's cool. Seeing your growth from going from music and then all of a sudden just balls to the wall, open a whole... You're like, fuck it. Let's just open up a completely... Yeah. 
my food for everyone. And then the pop-ups have been insanely powerful. It's awesome. <laughs> out of this. Let's get out of this. So, Lila, you were building a duck coop. I was building a duck coop. <laughs> Apropos of nothing. Adam, I'm going to need a, a little bit of this. You can have whatever you need here. To talk about my duck coop. No, I'm just kidding. Right. It was a great, it's a great duck coop. Let's talk about a duck coop. <laughs> uh, why the hell are you building a duck coop? Because I have ducks. Okay. <laughs> How Next many ducks? subject. I have 20 ducks. You have 20 ducks? They're Swedish blue ducks because they're hardy in the winter. Okay, that's a good idea. And they're really, really cute, and we've only lost them twice. Hardy winter ducks are good. <laughs> You've Like the whole flock of ducks? Yeah, they, they are a group effort, and they if one's lost, they're all lost. Do they, wear, do they lay eggs? So they go chase the, the lost duck? They do chase the lost duck and hide behind the pond, not even in the pond. Actually, this is their first day in the pond, so that was pretty good. Oh, <laughs> they're beautiful. That reminds me of like a Sopranos episode where like Tony Soprano wasn't like ready to deal with grief, so like he adopted these ducks that like settled in his pool, yeah. and when they left, he had a hard time with it, and he had a he had to finally deal with it. Yeah, the geese or the was, yeah the geese. All oh, the fucking ducks. Yeah, <laughs> you saw it. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was oh my god, it was beautiful because it. it shows. Yeah, you didn't have his, to see it. His you vulnerability. Lived it. I emote through TV it. and you movies are, uh, and music. What's that? What's that movie where they fly with the geese? Um, Randy. Fly away home. Fly away home. And a Paquin. Oh my gosh, you're fly away home. Yeah. Did you know that John T. Just started a website called Adult Storytime. Oh! And we need to, and it's out. And this is our first podcast since it's been out. And we got to promote the shit out. Yeah. Of it. Thank yes. you. I listened to. I only Thank listened you. to episode one. I haven't heard episode two yet because I was going to do it on my drive back to Bismarck. But your voices are so good. Really? Yeah. Because it's because you could tell it's you, but you could. It's like the perfect amount of cool. You have the perfect amount of cool behind the effort in the voice. You don't try God too hard. It. You don't you, try it not hard enough. Makes you know what, man? That's that's all I've wanted to hear for the past two weeks. <laughs> like we're putting out episode three next week, but like, God damn it! Like I don't want to like be a person that like needs validation. But God damn it! Sometimes I just need you, you to need tell me I'm pretty. Yeah, yeah you do. So what? How many episodes do you have written? Well, because there's the, a whole other series too, right? There's two series. Yeah, there is yeah. two series. Okay. So the first one is Pete and Gwendolyn grew up. Okay. It's um, it's loosely based on the archetypes of Peter Pan, but the story itself is about the um, experiences, relationships, and kind of ideas that shape what it means to grow up in small town Minnesota. So it's got these two kids kind of traversing through different worlds of everybody that like feels like they understand what it means, like the method or kind of, I don't know, the the map to grow up. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of settle in it. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot, like it deals a lot with generational trauma. And just kind of being like stuck in that place. 
So it kind of it's kind of more of a commentary about like the like the frozen ideas of the people that raised the generation and like the generation trying to figure out themselves through yeah through the tutelage the of people children. that like stopped growing a long time ago. Mm-hmm. The lost children. Do you think we're all kind of in arrested development? Do you think we're all kind of lost right now? I feel totally. I'm going to turn 40 over Christmas. I feel like a child. <laughs> yeah, you should feel like a child. I think you're doing well by feeling like a child, actually. Uh, like, you should never give up that. Because, like, what do we what do we grow out of? Like, curiosity and, like, openness. Hmm. Like That's the truth. Yeah, thank you. Don't validate him. Validation. Don't validate him. Validation. Yeah, I needed it. I needed it. <laughs> thank you. I I agree. Do, I do you feel like would a child? love to hear your story. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Okay. So you're yeah, on your um But you're building a duck oh, coop. Shit. That's like I an adult lost thing. The audio. <laughs> I'm losing my ducks too. <laughs> <laughs> building They're a duck coop. In a row. <laughs> you're you're married. To a lovely man who I'd like to have Sam on here too eventually. I was going to say he was welcome to come tonight, but I, I do want to have a separate one with Sam. You have a duck coop, which is huge. And you have like a, you're having an adult business now. Gosh. Are you the Wendy? She was a grown up. No, I think she's the Tiger Lily. Yeah, that's fair. Well,. Like the Tiger Lily is kind of like the princess of Neverland. Like, she lives within the village. She has the oper- she has the ability and opportunity to do anything she wants, but she kind of just enjoys where it's she just, is. Uh, mm-hmm. She can be herself, and she uh, can also like enjoy the finer things. Yeah, yeah, enjoy the finer things, but she doesn't need them. Like you she's know, content there. Like I could do that, but I don't need it. My mother was over this weekend. And she gave me some crazy wisdom uh, kind of about that, like enjoying the finer things. Do you guys do this? So we were, uh, I was painting. I was work, uh, painting some of the walls downstairs. It looks and nice down there. It looks good, right? I walked the house in is like, holy really shit, nice. And I got out a towel. That's the only reason I brought that up is because I needed the validation. Too. <laughs> no. But no, I got out. My dad was like, well, what are we going to put on the floor? And I said, oh, I have my towel. I have a painter. I have a towel, like a bath towel that I put down that has paint on it. Because it doubles as, and that's the towel I use for showers, so I don't use the nice towels, right? Mm-hmm. I use the crappy towels. They're decorative. Yeah. They're, they're, they're for company. They're the nice towels. And my mom was like, will you use the nice towels for yourself, for crying out loud? Wear your nice clothes. Use your nice towels. <laughs> yeah. Quit putting them off for some unknown reason or unknown time to use a nice towel. Don't save that bottle for celebration. Like Exactly. exactly. You're alive right now. Do you do that? You put stuff off or you just go for it? No, we had our last bottle. Well, we had a few bottles of uh, wedding wine. And we're like, well, let's just save one for a while. And Get that a little bit closer to you. Sorry. Sorry. We had our last bottle of wedding wine yeah. uh, from last year. And it was a really yummy wine. You had it. You had it. <laughs> was it red or white? <laughs> it was red. Um, but... We had about five. It dwindled down to one. We're like, hmm. we're saving this. <laughs> and you just drank it. And then it wasn't a duck, but it was on Easter. We made <laughs> a, a bunny. 
to Amazing. eat from a friend. And uh, you ate a rabbit on <laughs> Easter? Yeah. Isn't that kind of fucked up? Yeah. It's what the Muslims do. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was, don't tell me that. I don't know that. We don't eat pork. We don't eat ham. Yeah, you gotta have rabbit. Yeah, that's a good. So hey, that's a there. good question. Like, what <laughs> classification kidding. is rabbit in? I don't. It's I don't not know. poultry. I'm not Muslim. It's not beef. It's yeah, not that's pork. true. I kn- it's gotta I, be red meat, right? My dad loves. It's, it's pretty red. rabbit. Does he do like stew? Uh, rabbit stew. Rabbit stew. No, we yeah, kinda. Where do you get rabbit? You oh, go I got it from one, a huh? friend. Just just go outside, Adam. Like rabbits are everywhere. I know. I guess I never thought about it. You could just go shoot a rabbit. Yeah, and their no whole existence is just to fucking procreate. Because they have no defense mechanisms. They're straight victims. You know what I mean? I I think I'm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm going dark on it. I think right now more, a little darker than we'd like to do on Rab- Advil. Rabbits have no defense. Even the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Like, Got eaten. They they hop on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you asked me to be here. <laughs> That's true. This was our fault. Huh. What's the weirdest? Oh, you know what? That reminds me of a question we got from the Graham for Lila. Really? Okay. I'm going all over the place here. Some oh, guy. No. Some the Graham's guy. here. Graham's listening. It says, it says here's, que- here's the question. <clears throat> <clears throat> Hi, Lila. Big fan here. <laughs> if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? I would eat malachia. Is that rabbit? <laughs> you can, rabbit? We we have made it with rabbit once. <laughs> it's a soup. It's a garlic and you can make it with vegan or you can make it with chicken. You can make it with lamb or you can make it with rabbit. Wow. It's a, it's, it's a, What's in it? It's, a, it's actually an origin from Egypt. Oh, okay. Um, it, it's like the, it used to be the king's king's the, food, the king's food. Um, but it's, it's kind of like spinach. It's kind of slimy like that. Okay. I'm, mm. I'm going to try to sell this, but I have to tell you exactly what well, it is. Well, slimy is the best way <laughs> to start off if you're going to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> it's slimy. real slimy. <laughs> I mean, it's you're going to draws me in anything. Slimy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> no, you start with like uh, if you're doing meat, you start with the meat and you saute it with you know turmeric and cumin and coriander and, mm. and you gotta fresh grind it because it's just so much better that way. And then um, you throw in the meat and then uh, you onions. Uh, probably about eight to ten cloves of garlic. That's what I do. Jeez. And then. That's and hot then. Core. That's on a first date. This is haram, but you do deglaze the pan with... Ah, this is what my mom taught me. You can deglaze the pan with beer, but probably not if oh. you're serving the family. Yeah. But I do that. And then um, you put some water or chicken stock if you have it. And then you add this... So what malchia is, is this, it's, a, it's a leaf. It's a green leaf. It's the Egyptian spinach. That's what they call it. And um, it is slimy, but yes. I think I'm, I think that it is the early summertime to midsummertime is when it pops up. So it's up. like right now. Yeah, we have some, but we started it late. No. 
Uh, but I'll share it with you. Yeah, I want to try it. <laughs> and it, it's it's literally growing up. I called it green soup because that's what it is. Green soup. Green soup. And the best part of it is to saute the olive oil and the garlic at the end in a separate pan and throw it in to the soup pot before you eat the soup. So you get that fatty garlic aroma. Yeah, life. <laughs> Fatty like, garlic aroma. That's like that's my deodorant. That's me. That's Faustine. <laughs> that's, that's what I speak. That's, that's Faustine. I think that's what it stands. <laughs> that's what it translates. And you know that that question was from Ross, and he only oh. asked you. So you know how I just want to de- direct this to Ross if he's listening. It could have been so much easier to ask if any of you could eat and, and include John and I in this, but we weren't. Wasn't so for that us. was just for Lila. Wasn't for us. <laughs> I got a question so like specifically for Lila. When did, Yalla. When did you fall in love with music? Like, when did you decide, like, this was your thing? That's a really great question. Um, when I first found a love for music, I learned through my brother, because he loved music, and he's kind of a shy guy. Yeah. But what he loved the most about it was just the creativity of it and the fact that you can't be wrong in it even if people are telling you you're wrong then fuck that you don't have to (laughs) they don't know um but when i really really fell in love with like fell fell in love with music was as soon as i quit sports oh (laughs) shit adam said we would (laughs) adam said we would vibe but like, I don't know. You're saying all the right things. That's John T. Keep talking. I'm not gonna talk about myself. I want to. I want to hear your story. I'm gonna vibe like on what you're saying and connect internally. But keep talking. Okay. So what I was just... the point that like? Wait, you just said you were gonna let her keep talking. No, it's okay. Talk, talk. <laughs> that was Shut the up, funniest. Adam. That was the funniest Shut clip. Up, Adam. No, that is the funniest clip. We're gonna put that on a loop. <laughs> what was like the point the catalyst moment that you were like sports is not for me i'm an artist even though sports is an art in itself if you really commit to it but like when did you find your medium of like i'm a singer entertainer musician all the things Mm -hmm. like when did you Mm -hmm. transition from like do you remember the moment, like, when you were, like, sports to music? Right there? Yeah, I oh. do. I was, in co- I was in college, and it was actually a little bit after I, I quit soccer, and I realized how much. I was actually at a friend's house, and actually someone I was seeing at the time, but... I guess we're friends now. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of those. <laughs> but I just, I never had seen people create music in that way. And it was right at, like, it was a little bit after I quit soccer. And I just had never been around people who really are, were like my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when I first learned about yeah. music, who, who just like created in a space together and they weren't wrong. And so we were just in a bait, like we were in like a basement and I was just listening to their band practice and I was just like, holy shit, I want to do that. Yeah, it just felt you right. Know? 
Yeah, because I felt like with 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 sports and I like I still did a lot of like club things, the things that weren't as competitive. Like they were in the moment. Yeah. Because it was like well, you're a competitive person. Yeah, and it was really fun, but it was just like so uh, communal. Was there like was there a song you wrote when you started writing songs that mm-hmm. you thought that you finally got and I thought holy shit oh like oh I can actually write songs was there like one song. Or no? Or was there it like was, slow steps? There was a song, and it was actually the first song I wrote. And I was like, this is good. I mean, it's corny. Oh, then you, it was then a, you just walked off the field no, writing music? No, no. I got shit on. Oh, really? And this is, you can put this in. I want people to see it. I want people to, like, see that I got shit on and got, and I failed. I, I performed badly. And I, mm. I performed in Swedish Idol in Sweden and, like, made it, I don't know, maybe no top 200 or something. And got shit on. Look me up. I did so bad. But you know why I did bad? Why? Because I got in kind of through a loophole. Because I like got to... I've submitted a video. And uh-huh. it's not like American Idol. You can't do that. But Sweden's much smaller. So you can submit videos. And you can like, I'm gonna do that skip tonight. a few lines. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I went there. I, I met a few producers. And they were like sing for us so I sang them I sang them that song I sang them my first song I writ I ever wrote so I was like I don't know what else to do I'm just gonna stick with my guts and they're like it's cute but we need to hear your voice you need to sing a cover and we don't want you shouldn't play your guitar oh, I hate them. Oh, fuck them I hate everyone I hate all people like <laughs> I that I hate it yeah. god that makes me angry they shit on me so so hard Justin Bieber's PR Hates me. Non-artistic Hated people who like have ideas. Yeah, that's and they exactly think what it is. Good, yeah. but they never try to like fulfill them. Exactly. But hey, think about this though. Bieber's PR hates you. Bieber's PR doesn't even know who the fuck I am. <laughs> so that's a that's a that's a win. But Justin Bieber knows who you are, right? Well, Biebs and I are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I told him to keep the rat stash. <laughs> I I didn't. I kind of dig it. it. <laughs> Yeah. I have one a little bit sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but that's only when you're eating cheese. Like, <laughs> or we'll it see shows you. really well. <laughs> so, Lila, can I ask you a question from your like first album? <laughs> sure, for sure. Now we're getting into the yeah. Meeting. All right, this is where Johnny T shines, <laughs> yes. dude. Give me the. I want to talk like, <laughs> and again, where Johnny T shines is like trying to figure out his own life through other people. Yes, I love that. So because you are, you're, uh, it's perfect. Be curious, not judging. Yeah, exactly. That's you. I'm a seeker. I and you. I've learned a lot, but I know nothing in compare in comparison to what is to be learned. Hmm. That's the truth. Yes, there's a lot of shit out there, so I want to learn about your process, Lila. Um. <laughs> I gotta refer to my notes again. Okay, the monologue before Scream on your... I was gonna bring that up Were too. You? Dang, you beat me to it. Good. Yeah, I was. Go ahead. No, please. Oh, because you recorded that right there where you're sitting, right? Yeah. In the room here, not at a table. In the room, no, yeah. not at the table. And I was drinking beer, I think, not... Mm-hmm. Very burpy. <laughs> yeah. A lot of burps okay, so there was a lot of editing. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. But uh, I think what you did was that your like energy takes. going into recording that? And also, like, 
transitioning in into the next track, which was Scream. And, like, I love the production value of it. I don't know who is responsible for it, but, like, the storytelling <laughs> of it. Like, when the model, like, I just, um, I listen, like, I've lightly fucked with your music before today, but, like, when we were, when it was legit, right, we're gonna talk to you. You went on a deep dive. Yeah, I deep dived. I listened to both of your albums like four or five times a day. Uh huh. Trying to figure it out, and get I that, loved get it. That, like, get it that was stream just, money. Like, the universe was speaking to me, like <laughs> it was supposed to happen. <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember where I started with this rant. But like, well, what no, was your feeling going into recording monologue, which is the second to last track of your album? Hmm. Can I say something while you're thinking? Please. So, what from my point of view, it was really fascinating because it was not planned at no? all. No? The monologue came up maybe two days before we were going to record, and, and you contacted me and because we recorded here, and she was like, hey, I want to do a monologue. I was like, oh, that's really awesome. Yeah. I, I was totally on board because no one, that's a really unique thing to do. Yeah. It's very kind of brave to it's do. It's the most raw thing um, you can really do. Yes, it is. And put it right out there and everything. And then you came in and I think you you did like two or three takes and you're just like, all right. I was just like, this is fucking crazy. How like you, there was a whole album done and you're like, oh, by the way, I want to do one super uniquely crazy thing yeah. and pin it to the top. Of Let it. me tell you what the nowhere. whole album was about. Yeah, it was Let cool. Let me tell you what 40 minutes of music yeah. was about in like two minutes of fucking dialogue. Yeah, it was really great. Because here's the thing, and this, and I want I want to hear your thoughts on it. But this is a lot of people don't record albums anymore, or they don't write mm -hmm. full albums mm -hmm. anymore, and that's a really nice like breath of fresh air artistically. Because I still think about albums as a full piece of work, not just like three songs to put on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, you're not like yeah. you're telling a story, like you're yeah, a storyteller. Like I wanna. I will invest in anything that you'll bring me start to finish if I'm enjoying yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So did you, uh, was that like a trial to write that or did it come out pretty easily? It came out pretty easily. It was very open. <laughs> I just like realized I was like, oh my gosh. I actually, when I wrote it, I didn't write it to be a monologue. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to write what the album was about. Um, kind of but... journaling. Yeah, it was a journal. I hand I hand wrote it and had to type it up later, but <laughs> hmm. um, but I think the reason I felt like it should be on the album is because there were so many things that I was singing about that I didn't actually understand what I was singing about. Mm. Like yeah. I didn't really know what the album was about. And sometimes I just like to just like kind of, I, I do rush things sometimes. And I have, I have rushed things a lot, you know, but I think the fact that I took the second to put that in kind of shares like why I like to do music and why I like to put yeah. myself out there. It's like, that's the only way I know how to live is to like be up frontedly raw. Yeah. It was a very bare. It's your native <laughs> tongue. It's like, yeah. Like that's your yeah, that's, that's your sure. language that's that you speak. And 
Yeah. I feel like you're a person who's very good at like picking up on the languages and just adapting to it, and just like yeah, I'm here, which is <laughs> yeah. a track that you covered, and I would like you to talk about it. Monologue, like, and that's、um, monologue before was- scream, which is the title track to your album.、Mm-hmm. God, like I didn't, like I was just <laughs> trying to like get to know you. I didn't think that I was going to emote through what you made, but it was oh, just ew, like, oh shit, you're singing <laughs> my story. How did you know that? <laughs> thank you. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> I think that it kind of catches me. In. <sighs> I was gonna say it catches me in the ass, but I don't know if I should say it.、Oh, oh, <laughs> catches、like、it. you in the ass, brings. Think... It's not the worst thing it was said tonight, <laughs> but okay. I think it catches up to me <laughs> because yeah, sometimes it's a little bit too much in people's faces. But I think when you're explaining your art and like、hmm. talking about something that's important to you, it I think. Especially like what I talked about on the monologue. Like, yeah. You, no one, no one's. I mean, maybe if you read my last name, you'll know that I'm Palestinian. Actually, if you know anything about Palestine, you know my last name, which we can talk about later. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to. I didn't know how much you want to talk about Palestine.、Um, but I, I'd love to. But I just think that I don't understand how. I'm just kind of going back to your. Your concept of generational、yeah. trauma, and I'm really glad you brought that up because it's just like I don't know how to talk about these things,、mm. so I often sing or like write music、them. about it. And you feel I, them, yeah, but you can't. Yeah, I was so nervous to release release this monologue because I was like, it's outing me, you know. There people like don't believe in like、yeah. my ethnicity, like they don't. Right? No, they deny your existence. Yeah, exactly. There are people in this world that deny your existence. Exactly, like, and so I think.、Crazy. It was just like okay, I'm just gonna <laughs> scream. Yeah, yeah fuck them. <laughs> Never thought I'd do that yeah, again. <laughs> I exist. Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? Get in the same mic, maybe. The same, the same one. Mic, no, no, no. <laughs> we use but nicer mics. We use nicer、uh, mics. Honestly,、uh, I think at a the certain room point, uses nicer mics for them. You、music. just have to like let that shit go. Especially, there's a threshold to like accepting yourself as an artist. To be like that's what I'm kind of going through right now, just to be like,、mm-hmm. I can just release this and I don't have to worry about it because, like, I've already proven myself、you. as an artist. I can do whatever I want, but before that, it's like I think about how you're gonna, how you're gonna judge it. It's、mm-hmm. kind of like I、uh, still think I'm still worried about judgment. Yeah, in my if, as far as I've gone in artistic, I don't think I could actually have done something that bare or that bare and raw. I have to I have to use storytelling and things to put anything out.、Um, I cannot be a, very honest with myself, and、yeah. I don't know what that is. I really do think about that all the That's time. That's your language. Adam, I- That's how we emote、yeah. as artists. Yeah, like I can't. I read your two books though. Yeah, but that there's they're characters. You know what I'm saying? Like there is truth. And there's pain in them, but there's not like this. There's it's not the most unique lens to look at life through. So I I, I、mm. can relate through characters through you know a lot. Of, there's a lot of single white guy dads, and that's great. There should be a lot of single white guy dads. Whatever,、yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Because you're but, emoting. You know, 
That's how you do but it yes, through it's, art. It's not a unique perspective, but the unique perspective comes from the uniqueness of a person. But it's tough to to be very open and raw without exploring characters, if that makes sense. Right. Your book was so raw, though. I don't yeah. mean to fight you. But <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll take it. Your I'll take book it, was but fucking I raw, that. and that's why There's I loved stuff, it. But, yeah. And oh, oh, John, you didn't know her brother did the artwork for the books. I was wondering, like, who it was. Like, yeah. I saw the last name oh, association. No. I assumed it was your husband. <laughs> no, oh, I, no, hopefully he'll take my lot. No, I'm just kidding. Wouldn't that be funny? I, you should I make asked him do him, it. But... He would do it. Well, he's no, thinking about it. Oh, let's make, let's make <laughs> up a last name for him. Yeah. How about one of the how about one of the names that yeah. people have tried to pronounce my name? Ha! How about the one at the Abigadere? Yeah. At, yeah, that was the one. Abigadere. At this fucking that sounds like a fucking magic trick. Abigadere. Abigadere. At the high school ski meet, Lyle Abu Dakadere <laughs> is coming in forty first at the at the section ski meet. I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, none first of that was in good. Ski meet. <laughs> <laughs> Sports. I love it, man. I love sports. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you need to pick a lane? Ben and I were talking about this oh, last yeah. night. Yeah. Do you feel like that? Yes. All right. Let's let's talk about yeah. that. Like maybe sometimes if we could just be like, you just pick one thing and mm-hmm. put your energy into that and raise a family and pay your bills and just I would love that. Like we're just it feels co- it feels like coasting to me. I can't submit to it. I don't know. I want so bad to just have like a family at home and like a normal nine to five. I really do. And I don't know if it would make me happy or not. Part of me thinks it wouldn't. But God damn it, wouldn't it be cool? Just come it on. would be very cool not to think about like what the I have to do tomorrow. And, like, I don't know. Yeah. And that's sure. that. Like, uh, yeah, I just have to go to work. Plagued by projects. Yeah. Yeah. And you can be a weekend warrior and, like, take care of your yard on the weekends. And, like, that's a. Yeah. It sounds awesome. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Doesn't that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, One day. But your yard can be your creations. Like, yeah. after you get through with all the grown up stuff and the boring shit. Yeah, then you can go up in the closet and write your novel that will never get put yeah. out. Yeah, uh, but like <laughs> past the threshold of like, yeah, we're doing it. You eventually just have to yeah. put your novel out. I wrote. Yeah, that's true. Pete and Gwenda grew up for five years, and then I know. Well, finally put it out like two weeks ago. Oh wow! So his his second project. Well, the second. Um, episodic thing you're doing is how to write a novel in five years yes. right wow which is super silly i love yeah. that idea it's so meta and big and outside of yourself which is really funny thank you pick a lane yeah pick a lane you fucker <laughs> just kidding i was telling ben that we just put our film out and we were like sitting there like we need to like pick a lane dude we need to like sit and focus on one thing no <laughs> the only thing that's gotten me this far to keep like chasing fucking Dragons that I may or may not never catch is just kind of the, I just kind of let go of the fact that like, ah, I'm not set up to do this. 
Like, I don't have the tools yeah, to Lord. do this, but I'm going to yeah, do it anyway. The three of us in here are, uh, God, we are all like ADHD nightmares. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. The, the amount of projects between the three of us in this room is insane. You know how many times I had to go have a snack during the duck coop today? <laughs> the duck coop. <laughs> oh, my God. That cracks me up. The idea of you and Sam building a duck coop is weirdly, like, not hard to imagine at all. <laughs> it's so, like, easy to... F- <laughs> we get drunk every night, so it's fine. <laughs> but you did it in Ireland. No, 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 when I didn't. In, in I don't Ireland. get drunk in North Dakota. They were too tired. No, Ireland, I couldn't drink. You were Snapchatting me. You're like, okay, I don't remember. You're like... Were you like, this is my only drink, or this is only? <laughs> and oh, I was yeah, like, I'm so he tired. needs uh, Jameson. Why not? <laughs> we, I could, but I was uh, so goddamn tired. Every day we were we were hiking eight, ten miles a day. No, you had a drink in that Snapchat. <laughs> I mean, I was drinking. <laughs> I just wasn't drinking to excess. Oh, that's really beautiful. How was your? Uh, you were in Ireland for a honeymoon. That's right. Where were you guys at? Oh, oh. I have a good story. All right. Let's do it. Tell them. Uh, so Sam and I uh, flew into Dublin, and we were so, so tired. I mean, after our wedding, my eyes were, like, so puffy because I was just crying so happy much. Happy cries. Happy, good happy crying. I, and, I like, when I smile, my eyes get all puffy, too. It, just, it wasn't mm-hmm. a mixture of that. Anyway. We were feeling a little bit under the weather. So we were in Dublin and we're like, it was the one hotel we booked. Otherwise, we're like, let's just stay in little Airbnbs. Because we actually, after we left Dublin, we're like, let's, we really want it. Take two. Okay, let me restart. Okay, so let's rewind. <laughs> rewind it. I get so excited. <laughs> okay, so when we went on our honeymoon in Ireland... We flew to Dublin, and then we decided we wanted to rent a car. So we were there for two weeks, so it was pretty special. And we rented a car after Dublin. Um, We went down the coast and up around about as north as we could get to Donegal. Yeah. Um, So, but when we were in... ah, Cork? Cove. Cove? It's K-O-B-H. Oh, geez. Cob. Coba. Anyway. <laughs> Kobe. I, okay. Reminds me of that helicopter. We knew <laughs> that we wanted to drive around uh, Ireland because we heard this podcast. <laughs> podcast <laughs> um, of the future. I hate the podcasting. <laughs> I wish we were an AM radio station so bad. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, there was a murder in this in this really small town. There was a murder. There was a murder of this this woman was murdered in this small town. And blah blah blah. Sam and I, my husband and I heard about this murder and we're like, Oh my god, we can literally pass through this tiny, tiny town. I mean tiny like think of superior street yeah sure. like just that yeah and that was it like where sir ben starts and then pete like no luce? not pete not luce closer oh my gosh like so luce to and, fucking sir ben that's very it's so tiny nice it's like the sheridan so we were at this bar that we really liked like rolling cigarettes and like hmm. drinking jameson as one that's does just, that's just what we did okay of course. <laughs> and so then 
so I get to the bar, and this this was the cutest bar. It was cuter than Sir Ben's. I'm sorry. Than it was Sir ben. so we'll edit that out. We'll edit cute. that out. <laughs> Josh doesn't think anything could be cuter than Sir and, Ben's. Explain it to me. Well, I tr- I I sat down at the bar. I'll explain. It's it was a woman who ran the whole thing. Oh, okay. And she's like, it's a mm. tiny. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a tiny, narrow way back, and then there was a bar, and then there was also like that narrow way led to outside, mm-hmm. and there was vines everywhere, and, and it was beautiful. But Sam and I were at yeah. our you know our table, you know, smoking. That's and <laughs> We were like. We need yeah. weed. So I sat at the bar and I tried to act cuter than Sir Ben's and I was like looking around. I'm like, does anyone here look like they have weed? I'm, like, I'm scoping it out. And there was this older man and I, he started talking to me because I was, you know, I was trying to be cute. So maybe that's why. But he was actually not creepy and nice. And he says to me, like, where are you from? Because he could hear me talking to the bartender. And I was like, I'm from Duluth. And he, he says, no way. And we start talking about the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. He knows everything about it. He knew everything about this yeah. shipwreck. And I was like, okay, cool. Wait, how old was this guy? Mm, 65. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so legit older. Legit older. Yeah. And so I go back to Sam. I'm like, oh my God, I just met the, the nicest guy. And we like connected. He knows Duluth and he knows all these things. And then... At like four in the morning, we get home, we, you know, do the honeymoon thing. And then I mm. wake up, <laughs> I wake up at four in the morning and I look at Sam, I wake, I wake him the fuck up. I'm like, Sam, he's the killer. He is the killer of that. Why we went to this town. This is why. Yes. He, I remember this story. Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> So we got to rewind a little bit, though. Oh, yeah, I jumped it. We ADHD. There was a murder, <laughs> a famous murder. There was a famous murder. And we were he was talking about Edmund Fitzgerald, and I told him how I got here. And the reason I, we went there was because of this murder. And he was the neighbor of this woman. Right. Small he was world. the neighbor of this woman. Sorry, I totally that's, left that. You part left out. the murder that's a out. Huge plot point. <laughs> this is this is like a that's a whole act. This is like a Chris Nolan. <laughs> you movie. left out I a totally whole act. I totally left it you out. Left out but you get two. my point. And this is a Chris Nolan story right now. We're yes. we're going in backwards right now. And Sam's like, "Why?" No, I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. But I woke him up at four in the morning. He was pissed. Like, is this necessary? For real? It's Sam that's how is the story so goes, actually. <laughs> You know, I love Sam so much because his disposition is so just relaxed. Everything mm-hmm. is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why he's that's great. Balance. Everything is always fine. That's mm-hmm. balance. Like, Lila, you he's seem totally, like an extreme totally person chill. like any I Any problem, he, any big problem, he'll make it this big. And it's great. Mm-hmm. So the idea of you waking him up at four in the morning going, <laughs> wait a minute, that fucking guy had to be the murderer. Jesus Christ. And him just going... Yeah. Why are we doing this? Right yeah, now? he's like, there's no way. Everybody's that's what you, that's what you need. It cracks me up. That's to what no you, everybody needs a Sam, because yeah. like all of us are Lila, like a lot of us are Lilas, so to where we wake up or Johns, not just to put that evil on you, but to be like we wake up and be like, <laughs> why the fuck is this non-essential like 
actually not happening situation happening. And then you need to, sometimes you need to roll up (laughs) or like roll over to a person and tell that to somebody and then be like, hey, I don't think you're crazy, but you're being crazy. So like, let's come back to normal. I'll wake up sometimes and go, oh, Jesus Christ, Sam's Club is in a club. (laughs) So are you a Sam or a Lila? It's a subscription. Adam is... (laughs) I'm, I, oh, I, you're right. I'm. I actually. I. I actually you're think right. I am more of a Sam in a sense yeah. of. I, Adam I is my Sam, and I do shrink problems down. But the. <laughs> but I do have an internal Lila that fuck. I think uh, <laughs> that keeps me up at night. I have a question. All right. What's your question? What did the people in your hometown think of your book? Not many of them read it. Really. So that's a great. Do you hate that question because you don't have to talk? No, yeah. I'm very happy to bring it up because I'm kind of pissed about it. But Get to be honest with it, you, um, my hometown is a source of weirdness in my life. I think that's why I was so obsessed to write this book. I have been chasing a hometown that doesn't exist. If that makes sense. Like yeah. a lot of us probably chase. We go, like, do you ever feel homesick, but you don't really know for what? For what home? All the time. That's how I felt so much with my home. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was because I wanted to connect with my my mom and dad because they had a very unique story in their life. And I wanted to connect with my cousins who I didn't get a chance to really grow up with as long as I wanted to. I desperately wanted to be a part of this world that doesn't exist because I built it in my mind. And so this book was like, Memories that I have of places that I wanted, if that makes sense. Mm. And it's sad. It does sound sad. No, I know. It, no, I'm just emotional of what you're saying. Yeah. It so, shouldn't be sad. Should be the beautiful. eye-opening thing that was really, really great was how many people in Duluth supported me. And how many people bought the book, read the book. And a lot of people, like, like cried from the book. It was very tearful. The, the, when you finish it... <laughs> There's, it's a cry. It's a book. The, yeah. the book has cry, a tearful moment at the end. Yeah. And, and I love that. And not a sad moment, but yeah. like a really beautiful moment. The last paragraph of this book, the last Real, paragraph, this paragraph of this book is probably the best thing I've ever written in my life. It is absolutely great. Then the end. Oh. It's one, Yes, it is. <laughs> and then the end. And it is might be the most powerful thing I've ever written. And I think because I understood the cadence I understood wording, I understood rhythm, and I understood the point of the story that needed to be hinted at. There was a hint at something, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing too much. You don't overexplain yeah. it. It was fucking awesome. Well, writing yes. a book is like yeah. an album, and like you ended. That's the exactly last right. Track and if you look at the very, with, with well, if you look at the very first paragraph bar. of the book, how it starts off is like, and then that, my friends, is how the story begins, and then the last, it's a fucking bookend. Yeah, And so what I wanted so much, what I dreamed of was like having my uncles read this book or having my cousins read this book and like connect to me on a way that I never could connect with them. And it didn't work. Did you, did you want to be, I wanted to be connected with, I wanted to share the love that I had inside of me that I could not really give them with them. Yeah. Yeah. Art is you. 
Art is the yeah. art is your language. That That's how it you really, understand. It makes like, so much sense that, to me, for sure. Yeah, no, I get it. Don't. Yeah. There's no too deep at all. <laughs> Keep I talking. Don't I don't know where Spit. I with it, but it's just yeah. It's like you're a shaman. It's, it's like, a beautiful story, though. It is. It's but it's just to be able to be. It's not that it's hopeless because you're presenting it to people because it's it's hopeful, right? But then at oh, the end of the sure. day, yeah, the book doesn't. When you end, when you get to the end, it is not. The book is a. It ends on a hopeful note. Like it is a very very big note. It does. Oh, did you finish? I don't know. I don't know. Yes. Oh, you did finish it. Finish it like a month. Oh ago. well, shit! I, I thought you were still in the middle you. of it. <laughs> I didn't want to spoil it. Okay, yeah. Huh. So the ending is big. Because it's like, it could go on. Like, there could mm -hmm. be a thing. But it's not an obvious continuation. It's very ambiguous. I like that. I do, too. I want stories to start and end. Do you think that that can... Can I be a podcaster quick? Yes, please. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God somebody is. You're here. You are. You're right here. Yeah, no you kidding. do it better than we me just like and Adam talk with people. I like to get we're, drunk and talk with people too. Interesting people. <laughs> right. I just miss my my yeah. good friends from Duluth. So you're like, welcome anytime. Yeah, come back, man. We'll go to Cancun. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> what's your, what's your, what's your question? Like? Yeah, we're gonna go. Yeah. Well, I guess it was. I have to get to the question, but all right. When you were talking about. How you really wanted to read it to your your uncles? Mm -hmm. You wanted your uncles to read it. Mm -hmm. Like, like why? Like what brought like for oh. you for you to to write this whole book and and finish mm. this whole book? I don't remember how many pages, but I mean. There was no page numbers. I no, there wasn't. I purposely I didn't love put page that. numbers. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I love that. Yeah. That was on I was purpose. like, Sam, there's no page numbers. He's like, that's cool. I was like, that Fucking is right, cool. it's cool. And then here I am. I don't know what page hmm. number. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> yeah, okay, so there was but, 322 just pages. Just finish the story. <laughs> but, but, like, page but like, uh, I, why? I, where do you think question. that? I think about this all the time. I've been writing this book for years and thinking about it constantly, and I'm so tired of it. Um, no, tired of the book, not the. I'm now figuring out why I wrote it. No, it's just like you wrote it for five years. No, yeah. I Are you? wrote it. No, I wrote it five for years. three years. Three years. Did oh, I say okay. five years? No, John well, did. Adam John did it five did. years oh, first, really. actually. Um, so my dad has eight brothers. Or no, wow. I'm sorry. Seven brothers. So I grew up with like all these uncles that I always, I was always kind of like the odd nephew, the odd one out. Because, you know, I was interested in different things. I wasn't really just like, I didn't just want to duck hunt and get a job in a factory. <laughs> now. Yeah. Are you I'm a good duck awesome. hunter? Though? Yeah. I like the duck hunt. I'm yeah. awesome at it. Don't get me wrong. That sounded really shitty when I said about that one. So, but I didn't want to just be yeah, like this thing that they all wanted me to be. I was interested in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I love to write. I love to read. I love to go off and do weird shit. I, was, I wanted to be Indiana Jones my whole life. I did not want to be just, <laughs> I don't know. They, they, it was a different world that I came from. Mm-hmm. 
but I want, but I love them very much. Like I love my uncles very much. We, they're wonderful people and they love me. Like it's a great relationship, but I want to connect with them somehow. And I think this was a way to try to connect with them in a way that I don't know how to any, any other way. If that makes any sense. It does. It's like you want them to read your journal kind (sighs) of, you know? So you want them to finally get you, but in a way, Can I be super sad? Please be super sad. I love super sad people. <laughs> the vodka. <laughs> but anyway. Um, <laughs> but going back to like my hopeless part, because mm-hmm. like that's kind of how I feel with, I'm not trying to compare. Like no, we have a, compare. our different, com- different life and everything and experiences. I'm relating. Oh, you're relating, <laughs> comparing not comparing. Too. Comparisons are good, too. Yeah. But, like, that's why I said hope, hopeless. Mm. Because, like, the book ended on a hopeful note. Yes. But, like, the way you were, like, this is why I wanted to share this story. Mm. And it feels, I mean, that's how so often I feel with, like, Faustine, with music. Sure. It's just, like, I want to connect so bad. To yeah. something I don't know how to connect to, and I just want to feel heard. Yet, I fucking know that it's never going to. I'm being very, very sad. No, no, no. You know what <laughs> but... it is? It reminds me of this. The quote no. is, "You can never go home because home doesn't actually exist. It's a construct." Yeah, right? I'm not gonna cry, but don't. No, it's I just okay. haven't ever talked about any of this shit like this. No, Please I love do. it, and it, it, it makes sense because it is such a deep. You know what? It's it's a connection with ourselves, really. Ultimately, we we externalize it. And we put it out because we want to connect with all these. You want to connect with your hometown, your your heritage, your world. But really, it's a way to bring that to you, right? And if you look at it like that, it's it's not you're casting you're not casting a net. You're casting a reel and luring it in. If that makes sense. Yeah. To stay with the fishing, catfishing, <laughs> you know. So it really is a beautiful thing. Oh. It's just, it's just you have to reset your uh, mind's eye, I guess, mm-hmm. in it. Or I don't know. I don't know how to word it. <laughs> third eye. I don't have it. Third eye. I don't have a third eye. You have I it. I got one. Don't. T- I got one good one. The other one's a little bit. But the only way to like. Mm. connect to anything is to talk about it but sometimes it feels super fucking hard to keep being vulnerable in that way did yeah, you like feel like totally burnout after that book because like even yes. though there are characters yes. everyone's characters but like even though it wasn't necessarily you like i love that book because like it got i got to know you better like we haven't had funny? as much time together and you know what i mean yeah, i haven't seen you in a while we've yeah. been it's been so busy you know what's weird? I have a um, cork board in my bedroom by my desk where I write. And the cork board has all the post-it notes of all the story beats. All the story. And wow. I cannot bring myself to pull it down. It's still up because I have not finished with the book yet for some reason. It's been out for months. Well, yeah, you're manifesting it. Yeah, it's like it still up. I need way. to pull it down and you're start doing the next it. one. <laughs> yeah. You're really doing it, Because it's it, tough right? to let go of that, though. You know, it is. Because you're right, it is. It's a way to connect with yourself, I guess. Yeah. God damn, we got deep on this. <laughs> oh yeah. I didn't think we were going to. I didn't the book's been out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Lila, thank you. Yeah, for thanks being a part for having me. Johnny T, I love you. Mwah. I love you're my you man, too, man, dude. I like. <laughs>
I so appreciate meeting you tonight. Lila. You too. I feel like I had more questions to ask you. We'll do I, a part two. Because this was too much fun. We got to do a part it two. It was so fun. Got it in my own puss. It happens. Right on, bro. <laughs> I'll see you in Cancun. <laughs>